It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted to turn your spare change into thousands of dollars? Well, that's where Acorns comes in. Acorns is a micro-investing platform that does the saving and investing for you. You simply link a credit or debit card, and after each purchase, Acorns will automatically round up the amount you spent to the nearest dollar. Then, it will take that change, no matter how small the amount, and funnel it into your investment portfolio that's tailor-made for you. There are no deposit or account minimums to maintain, no commission fees, and no penalties when withdrawing funds. Download the Acorns app on your mobile app store to start turning your spare change into generational wealth today. I was good on my own, that's the way it was That's the way it was You was good on the low for a faded f- On some faded love What the f*** you complaining for? Feeling jaded up Used to trip off that shit I was kicking to you Had some fun on the run though, I'll give it to you But baby, don't get it twisted You was just another n- on the hit list Trying to fix any issues with a bad Didn't they tell you that I was a savage? Get white horse in a carriage That you never could imagine Never told you you could have it You need me What's going on internet and the lyric here aka dreams and i'd like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i'm a hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of r&b mixed in for episode 38 we're going to be getting into takashi 69 versus little reese rihanna mortal kombat the movie and ending with kanye and kim kardashian but before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that we got the intro out of the way, let's switch it up and get into the quote of the pod. Okay, getting into the quote of the pod, we're going to be talking about Takashi 69 versus Little Reese. Now, with hip hop beef, it's not something that I enjoy covering, but it is something that you kind of have to cover at some points because it just gets to a point where if two, not, I mean, they're not the most notable artists in the world, but if one of the, the most infamous trolls ever 
to enter the hip hop culture starts going back and forth with like a Chicago Chicago Savage or Chicago Legend. I don't know, whichever one he prefers, obviously. But uh Takashi has is back at it again. Like I think days or weeks after going back and forth with Meek Mill. I'm pretty sure it was like days after. But this all to me, all, like to sum this up, this all this all seems to me like a rollout plan. It doesn't really seem too genuine as Takashi is always known to get into a lot of beefs to promote music. And why did he not do all this before he dropped music is exactly why I think that this is a, a publicity stunt, even though it's probably one of the most dangerous publicity stunts, maybe of all time, messing with Chicago people like Little Reese, because we know his track record. So um, after, days after with shouting back and forth with Meek Mill, he found himself on IG Live arguing with none other than, than the Chicago uh, uh, Grim Reaper, as I think academics called him. And, and that that nickname alone should tell you how what his reputation is in Chicago. Anyways, Takashi didn't care about any of that and wanted to go back and forth with him on IG Live. I saw a snippet of it. There's no way I'm ever watching something like that with two grown men just shout at each other over the internet but when i did look at the snippet it, it was pretty uh entertaining to say the least as takashi kept bringing up something about little reese uh using the bathroom on himself <laughs> so it was very uh interesting and uh little reese was just showing like like weapons and, and stuff like not even saying it was one point he wasn't even saying anything just showing all type of guns and everything and then it, was, it was very um ignorant to say the least and after that i think takashi told him that to, to name the bodies that he's had because little reese was, was talking about something um and then after that they i mean basically the whole thing with this is that of course takashi was sort of put into the Trey nine bloods gang before they was eventually uh, indicted by the FBI because it was a huge like scandal and, and the reason why he even snitched in the well quote unquote snitched in the first place. Me, I'm a law abiding citizen, so I feel like he was just telling on the bad guys. But as far as the people who are about that culture, um, I feel like that they took a lot of offense to what he was doing because he did put a lot of people's like fathers in jail. So. Even though what they was doing wasn't the most um, law-abiding thing in the world. <laughs> like, it wasn't the most law-abiding thing to do in the world. But at the same time, if you have agreed to hang out with those type of people, and even, like, the, the case said he was ordering, like, hit some people, then it, 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 I understand where the hip-hop culture could have a huge problem with him just riding on, on the people he was with at the end of the day. So, Takashi's... Takashi and Reese went back and forth on IG Live. Basically, I think I don't think Takashi was trying to get him locked up. As he people still think he's working with the feds under like cover, and he's just beefing with all the rappers to get them like locked up. But for me, I've already said my stance on it. I think it's all just promo. I really it's, it's something that not too many rappers understand with Six Nine. There's a reason why he never 
comes out and starts beef when he doesn't have a single or a merch or something to sell. He's always doing this for attention, but it's for attention to his music at the end of the day. It's just that his antics are so blatantly offensive that it overshines his music in the worst way possible. Little Reese took to Twitter after the exchange on IG Live, just talking about like how, like, basically giving his recap. You know, after the basketball game when people hold the mic to you and you know you tell the the um, the person interviewing you what you thought, what your thought process was throughout the game and stuff like that. That's basically what Little Reese was giving us over Twitter. He was giving us the Takashi Six Nine uh, recap, IG Live recap. So he was tweeting that I can sleep at night and all them cap. And I can't say the other word. Jokes getting old. Come up with some more, you know. So, um, a lot of these have some, you know, it's definitely hard to, to keep this, uh, keep these quotes PG on a one is definitely not. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm just going to talk about the gist of it. I'm not going to quote, uh, Reese because, um, he has a lot to say. Definitely. He had a lot of tweets to say. So, um, he was basically saying that Takashi was trying to take him out because he was wanting him to rat on the bodies that he's had and what else. And then he said that this. And then he said, <laughs> and then he said he, he's is really a, a joke to him and then basically called 6ix9ine a female dog. So um, towards the end of this, like the whole point that I'm making all of this is just really just for attention and at the end of the day for people like 6ix9ine he has to live with these type of altercations knowing that he's just doing it for publicity but at the end of the day the long-term implications for him and his family and anybody who knows any of the trade nine blood members is very um a danger it's a very dangerous game that he's playing but that's why people say that whatever what goes around comes around and not to say all that happened all the fbi stuff happened because he was doing all this but i mean you do you do things like this for a certain number a certain number of times and it's just like you start to lose sympathy from people who see uh that you could go to jail or have seen you and wanted you to be free when you were in jail so that's really all i had to say about that i don't really like covering beefs too much usually when i like covering hip-hop beefs it's just to bring out the, the bigger picture in the whole scenario because the whole thing with 6ix9ine and, and little reese it's, a, it's not something that should be shown as far as this is hip-hop culture but I think it should be touched on just to know that there are people out there who know who literally speak out about this and say that this is not hip hop and he's just lack of a better term he's just acting in a way that's not um that's not of the culture. So yeah. That's what I think about the little Reese in 6ix9ine uh, IG live altercation. Um, click my link here in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of 
Little Reese going back and forth with 6ix9ine and should every rapper just stop interacting with him period. And that's what I have so now we're going to switch it up and get into music. Uh, oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I messed up that transition. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to switch it up and get into music. Okay. Getting into music, something more lighthearted and fun. Rihanna turned 33. What day? She turned 33. Mm, I should probably know this. February 20th. So February 20th is the birthday of Rihanna and she turned 33 and basically everybody, everybody in the mom came out to congratulate her on her birthday, which was pretty nice to see. One of the one of the first people to come through and, and tell her happy birthday like publicly was uh, Beyonce and Cardi B as Cardi B tweeted a photo of her and Rihanna on Twitter and wrote that. Rihanna is, quote, one of the nicest person in the industry, period. She deserves all her success and many more. And then also Mariah Carey came out and wrote her wrote a post for Rihanna saying that Rihanna saying, quote, Rihanna exclamation point. Happy birthday, girl. I hope you're feeling festive as always, whenever wherever you are. <laughs> Love you, gorgeous. I love that. I love that. Uh, wherever you are, apart like we literally are trying to find out like when are we gonna get music from these type of artists? And when I say these type of artists, the ones that seem like they retired but not really retired, like her and Kendrick, it's kind of weird. But getting back to Beyonce, she took to her website and shared a cute photo of Rihanna from Rihanna from her childhood, saying "Happy Birthday, Rihanna." So you know she kept it short and simple and she definitely um implemented the phrase lessons more getting into dj khaled who's had rihanna on multiple of his collaboration type albums which did y'all see that lebron was making a, a collaboration tape like lebron was really uh thinking about making a compilation tape of all his friends that can rap quote unquote that's basically what he said he came out and was like i'm thinking about making the album of course not me because you know i can't really rap like that i mean he didn't say all that but and then after that he was like but uh i have a lot of friends who can rap so and then he and then you know put the little like thinking emoji and then he said thinking out load but like he meant loud but he just he, he put load so yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know what type of uh Anyways, so with LeBron, yeah, with LeBron making the album, I, that's probably the, like one of the best things I've like. That's the most interesting thing I've heard from an athlete from from for a little bit. Like, not as far as like anything deep, like social, like consciously or like um, just being socially conscious, not something like that. But just as far as like entertainment wise, that's one of the best ideas I've heard. So. Because little LeBron could literally make so many collabs happen. Like, if LeBron asked Kendrick and Drake to do a track together, I don't see how... Drake's definitely not telling him no. Only, the only person it would be harder to get on board would probably be Kendrick. 
and like LeBron could make certain collaborations happen that would never happen if he didn't like ask for it to happen like if he didn't ask them so and that's usually how big collabs happen there's usually a middleman and if LeBron's the middleman to some of these like huge artists collabing then that's gonna be something that not that that's going to be something that really could possibly break the internet if, if done right now if lebron goes out and puts all the underground rappers he listens to and our low-key friend and our low-key friends with behind the scenes then i don't really care too much about that but if he pulls the dj Khaled and pulls out the 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 a-listers like rihanna then i could see well okay definitely rihanna would would do a song for lebron I'm just gonna leave it there. So DJ Khaled came out. It, it said the happy birthday, and then he added uh, t uh, Rihanna's Twitter. No, no, Rihanna's Instagram, saying the light is love. I always like DJ Khaled tweets because the whole the whole thing when he had the Snapchat going, and he was like major key and everything. I thought that was like the, the most brilliant marketing ever. Like that was one of the best marketing plans i've ever seen executed as far as the major key leading into the album because he has so many people talking about keys and just key to life uh open doors locked doors and when one door shuts the other one open like he has so many people just talking about different things surrounding like keys and it, it was just the weirdest thing ever and you wouldn't really understand unless you was in that time when he was coming out with that second uh no that first compilation album i think that one had major key it literally had a major key track on there with big sean and um kendrick yeah kendrick and there was somebody else who was singing during the chorus which is one of my favorite songs of all time i mean big sean and kendrick on a track is doesn't get much more lyrical than that oh Obviously, Rihanna has a lot of famous friends. <laughs> That's basically what this whole uh, birthday thing is about. With her turning 33, all her friends didn't have to come out publicly and say this. They could have just hit her on the on the messages, but they they felt the need to and just congratulate and just show how much they really care for her. As uh, Carrie Washington came out too and said happy birthday to the queen we love you and they added rihanna so a lot of girls uh came out and just showed their affection for rihanna as i mean if i had a friend that was making that much from from just makeup products it, it would be uh very it would be very important to keep that relationship <laughs> so uh, with Rihanna, all her famous friends, and for her having the reputation that he, she does, then it's, it's just nice to see. And then of course, you know, the fans took to their social media accounts, just putting all type of stuff about Rihanna and just talking about how much Rihanna, uh, how much they love Rihanna and what they've done for her and their favorite song and the lyrics that got them through life and, and all that in, in between. So they just love um, just talking about Rihanna. And, and congratulating her on her birthday is just an extra way to tell the tell Rihanna that they love her again. So, yeah, the whole thing with Rihanna is, is not as far as music wise. It's not really about that anymore. 
as at this point we've kind of accepted that she's retired i mean the last time she put out an album which if i had to look it up which I'm, uh, i think i'm gonna do right now with rihanna the last time she put out a, a music was, was like a long time ago so i think fans have given up on any new rihanna music i mean the only feature she did last year was literally like a sample type feature like she didn't give a verse or chorus. it was a chorus but it could have been a sample how, how short it was like it was so short people thought she was gonna have a whole verse because it was featuring rihanna with party next door but it, it that turned out not to be the case so the last album that she put out was anti uh in 2016 and okay so she did put out he put out like album like four years ago called unapologetic and talk that talk so that's interesting as i mean doesn't mean that she's gonna go on a whole four-year release plan where she waits every four years to put out music if she does that that would be kind of weird because the world changes so fast especially with social media that i don't really see something like the the social media i don't see the audience that will boost her sales to a certain height i don't see them coming out every four years like that would be kind of hard because then you have to adapt with the times music will definitely change in four years so um just i actually think rihanna retired so i think she rihanna's done making music she says she's not she says she's been working on the album but artists are professional liars and i mean i say that all the time artists are like one of the most professional liars ever like they will tell a lie and then get you to believe that that lie is just true when you know for a fact it isn't so that's how artists talk to the fans because you know you got to keep them engaged and so you tell them stuff like yeah album this year album may come out actually i'm working on music right now actually i just made like three songs but i don't want to put it out yet to the right time like you know they just say things like that to keep the fans engaged but at the at the end of the day they're just professional liars so <laughs> yeah so that's all i really want to talk about i want to get into rihanna's birthday basically give her her flowers while she's still alive and yeah so click my link here in my bio message me on one of my social medias let me know what do you think of rihanna's status in the music industry and do you think she's retired that's what i wanted to talk about so now we're going to switch it up and get into gaming <laughs> getting into gaming this is one of the first games i ever played as a little kid that was more of the rated r type realm but i played it on the game boy advance when that was a thing <laughs> so that game was very um not as bloody as it is now but it was still you kind of got the premise that it was a very fight to the death type game and to see where it's evolved see how it, to see how it's evolved since then 
it's pretty insane it reminds me of when i was a huge well i still am but me being a huge marvel fan and seeing literally i think his name was ben affleck but that daredevil movie and then there was another spider-man show that was like very most of the spider-man shows was pretty good i mean they put a lot of effort into the spider-man batman shows so that's probably not a good example but oh the hulk i remember my dad showing me the hulk movie uh how the guy like spray painting himself and so to see how and, and you watch marvel movies now is nothing like that so it's kind of the same with mortal kombat and the longevity is kind of the same as a brand like this lasting for it's been like three decades now since his original like invention well since the person invented the mortal kombat and that's a huge feat in itself for these characters to still be popular let alone relevant to to sell and actually put forth numbers on a board that people can look at and be like okay let's put more into this or let's invest more into this it is very uh it's very intriguing as not too many characters i mean i i think of mario when i think of mortal kombat and that should tell you where i i stand with how um with how important it is to the gaming like society like literally mortal kombat is one of the biggest staples in gaming right now like if mortal kombat which we're gonna get into it but if mortal kombat made another game that wasn't mortal kombat like if netherrealm made another mortal kombat game i don't know if it will be received the same way but basically i want to talk about the mortal kombat the movie as they are officially making a movie as the official trailer came out not too long ago and from what i saw i think it was pretty fire for some people they probably didn't well mortal kombat fans know that like mortal kombat's not the most story centric like it's mainly it's mainly the, the gameplay and everything like that but since mortal kombat 10 and mortal kombat 11 and mortal kombat 9 they've made a cohesive story enough to make a movie out of and what i say that is because it's not just random you know how spongebob some episodes don't even correlate with the next one like that's how the mortal kombat games was getting like a person uh mortal kombat character would get killed in the story and just be back for the next one but for 9 10 and 11 it was a co it was a cohesive like storyline that that played off a of, played off of each game like it, it it carried on to the next one and that was just nice to see as it, it could have just easily been a game that it was just mainly about fighting and and all you bought the game for was just the gameplay so the reason that this movie is even like possible which we're going to get into now is that because the the game mortal kombat is literally one of the most successful it is the most successful mortal kombat ever and they said because of that, there's years of content planned. Which is why I think that this movie is coming out because I don't think they're making another Mortal Kombat for a while. And when I say a while, I mean like three to four years. I think they're going to try to go on a GTA 5 type run. I don't see how they'll be able to plan that out. But if they say years down the line, 
they mean years and because they're not joking about Mortal Kombat's numbers as every when I looked at it last year when I used to look at numbers like every day well not numbers but just the sales it was up there with 2k and 2k is a regularly like launched title that's played by mostly everybody so Mortal Kombat is definitely up there with the most lucrative games ever as far as Mortal Kombat 11 it's the best launch in franchise history as they came out said obviously they could be lying when you actually look at the numbers by NPR though then you re you realize that they're not bluffing or they're not lying at all so it's a pretty big accomplishment for the developers of NetherRealm Studios and creator Ed Boon who is very active on Twitter and is a, and is a good follow if you want to follow somebody who created a game but also talks about other like things going on in, in the world so yeah, he definitely touches on things you wouldn't even think he's interested in, and it's pretty and it's pretty uh, nice to see like that on his timeline. So basically, they, they didn't really give too many specific sales. That's what NPR is for to go in and do the pocket watching for us because the developers are never gonna come out and tell us because then, like, then um, I how it works. It's like. You get a certain number of you get a certain number of engagement. You get to raise your price up for certain rates as far as ads and revenue. But with Warner Bros, I mean they have enough, but it's not like, like you know they always want more. You know the rich get richer, and you know you know how that goes. So the whole years of new content is is a real thing with Warner Bros, and they really want to take more combat to the next level, which is why we're getting into the movie as because of this game seemingly not going nowhere the next step or the the next sensible step in my opinion would be to make a movie out of it i mean people have been asking for a, a good movie for a little bit they came out with movies like i think there was a 1990 something type movie but it wasn't really uh received the same way and it was frankly kind of goofy in parts like they made the game they tried to make the movie feel like the game, and it was just not, it was poorly executed. Kind of remind me of the Marvel Avengers Square Enix game, which came out last year. That it's hard to talk about even to this day. A game that has so much potential. You had all the Avengers to play with, like the characters to play with, and the execution, the gameplay mechanics, and everything around it, which is a buggy mess and not really executed in a way that you know it can be. So that's how the Mortal Kombat movie was in 1990. I forget the actual year. It's not 1990, but it was it was the actual year. I forget, but it was around the 90s. But the Mortal Kombat reboot is coming pretty not soon, but the the, the very first trailer came out showing Sub Zero Sub Zero being the main antagonist of the game, which well of the movie, which is very interesting. But. I don't know really who's the antagonist, who's the protagonist, but from the trailer, just based solely going off the trailer, you would think Sub-Zero was the bad guy that everybody was trying to, like, uh, find out, so. The reaction to the trailer was pretty positive. A lot of people took to Twitter saying that it was very intriguing and definitely better than the 90s attempt. Well, it definitely better than the attempt on, on making a Mortal Kombat movie back in the 90s. They gave us an official synopsis of everything. Uh, they were just telling us how 
the whole premise of the movie basically the whole premise of mortal kombat as champions come together to fight against enemies and the the stakes are high battle for the universe you know that type of thing and just telling us that it's just gonna be, basically tell us like come watch it like it's mortal kombat and you if you've played the game you kind of know the premise the movie seems to be taking a, a lot of liberties and changing the script a little bit which is nice so you don't know what's going to happen like playfully like you don't know exactly what's going to happen because you played the game so yeah it's, it's a more of a excitement factor in it now that we don't know exactly what's going to happen because if the movie played out like the video game same as like the mar same as like marvel if the movie played out exactly like the comics it would be no anticipation because we will all know what's about to happen we could just go read the book so i like how the movie's taking the liberties and changing the lore a little bit but not changing it up changing it up up too much where it gets disrespectful A lot of things with the Mortal Kombat trailer shows you different characters and there was a, a Katana teaser and there was a, just a lot of characters that you saw like Sub-Zero, Scorpion, um, Melina, Luke Cage, who else? I think they showed, what's his name? I forget his name. Oh, Kano. I think that's his name with one eye. They, they would show Kano and what else they showed? They showed somebody else. Oh, Sonya. Sonya was pretty big. Like, people like Sonya for, for some... Well, not for some reason, but... Uh, they, they really liked how her portrayal was in the, in the trailer. It was just kind of weird. I don't know if it's because, like... But it, it was just weird, to say the least. So, yeah. that That's really all I really had to talk about with Mortal Kombat, the movie. I think that the movie will be good... Uh, for, from the looking just solely looking at the trailer it has a lot of promise I don't think that it's gonna flop at all as Mortal Kombat has solidified itself as one of the, the best brands in a in history history so this is just another stepping stone to even further that uh, legendary status status and I think that they will um, effectively like execute this movie as the rollout plan seems to be hitting and I don't think that the the way that they're going about this is, is bad like you sometimes you have to try different forms of media to expand the brand because if you're only looked at as a video game then are you really that valuable so i think ed boone saw that and pitched the mortal kombat movie to a lot of different uh studios which he even came out interviews and said he did a lot of them turned them down so I hope that doesn't have any effect on the actual quality of this movie. Like, I hope he didn't just settle. It was like, hey, you take this and make a movie out of it. And I hope he actually took the time out to make a good movie, which I think he did. I don't really, I don't see him and um, I don't see him just letting anybody have the the rights to making a Mortal Kombat movie and do it wrong. And I mean, it sounds good. But the Mortal Kombat movie in the 90s was pretty bad, so I don't know. I don't think I don't think that it, it will be too in, impactful on on Ed Boon if it's bad either way. So because he's not the one making the movie. So yeah, that's what I had to say about the Mortal Kombat movie and also the video game success leading 
what I think led to make them making it this movie and at this point because I don't think we're going to get a Mortal Kombat movie for a little bit. So yeah, that's what I think about the movie and the video game success. Click my uh, click my link tree in my bio and let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the Mortal Kombat movie and what character do you want to see that wasn't shown in the trailer in the movie? Yeah, now we're going to switch it up and get into pop culture. It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted to turn your spare change into thousands of dollars? Well, that's where Acorns comes in. Acorns is a micro-investing platform that does the saving and investing for you. You simply link a credit or debit card. And after each purchase, Acorns will automatically round up the amount you spent to the nearest dollar. Then, it will take that change, no matter how small the amount, and funnel it into your investment portfolio that's tailor-made for you. There are no deposit or account minimums to maintain, no commission fees, and no penalties when withdrawing funds. Download the Acorns app on your mobile app store to start turning your spare change into generational wealth today. Okay, getting into pop culture. Now, this is something that was, I don't want to say inevitable, but it was kind of the, the writing on the wall was there. And the thing with this is, um, I mean, you kind of saw it coming at the at the end of the day you don't ever want to just i don't know you don't ever want to just predict like this is going to happen because it's a, a pretty serious deal whenever something like this happens but with these two figures going their own separate ways it's, it definitely has to be talked about in hip-hop as it's from one of the greatest artists to ever walk the, one of the greatest artists ever and just the whole thing about this kind of is the realm of how artists even make the best music so anyways getting into what i'm talking about kim kardashian has officially filed for divorce on kanye west and these type of things are not it's different for every person but it's as far as like divorce as a whole it seems like it's not the most enjoyable process it's not it doesn't seem like something like divorce happens and and, and everybody's just like happy like it, it's probably a grieving period and then after that you move on but because i know the whole thing with happy marriage um never got divorced i know that whole like quote or whatever so you you should like be happy that you are ending it but at the same time, like like for certain art artists looking for people to to be their like long term soulmate, it, it's kind of tough to see them go through this as you never know them as you never know them personally, but publicly when you see things like this and you see who Kanye West is, it it makes you wonder what how a person like Kanye is supposed to find like a long term relationship because sometimes when you're at the, the top which only Kanye and a few others can even speak on 
it could seem like you you really don't know who's like genuine towards you. So as far as like Kanye Kanye and Kim Kardashian and the whole divorce, it seems like this has been in, in the works for a little bit. And Kim Kardashian is, is publicly kind of not taking it hard, but taking it some type of way. As they said that she was sharing a video of herself driving past windmills, listening on the ho- uh, listening to Olivia Rodrigo's Ro- Rodrigo's Heartbreak out, uh, Anthem, and the lyrics were all and all my friends are tired of hearing how much I miss you, but I kind of feel sorry for them because they'll never know you the way that I do. It, it, you know, so it's just. She's just sad. <laughs> so she's just sad and just going through it, I guess. And then she put another one uh, quote saying, Today I drove through the suburbs and pictured I was driving home to you. And I know we weren't perfect, but I've never felt this way for no one. And you can't imagine how you could be so okay now that I'm gone. And this is what this is a song. This is not Kim Kardashian. This is just a song. But she posted the song on her social media. So it's kind of like she she is uh, doing it. I mean, she's not just, she knows what she's doing with the song lyrics and her own life situations. It, it correlates. So uh, they said that she cut it off in the middle of the lyric. I guess you didn't mean what you wrote in the song about me. I don't know what that's all about. But the whole Kim Kardashian and Kanye West thing, um, it's not something that i think will like i don't think they'll get married again like I, I, it's weird to say that but it, it's just like when divorce happens it seems like people of this status like divorce is a lot like you have so much money you have to divvy up they have kids together um i think a source was telling a, a source was saying that the four children are going to share custody with which that's that's nice and hopefully that stays um Hopefully that goes well. And then Kim Kardashian posts like some other breakup songs days after she filed for divorce. And I mean, it was married for seven years. So it wasn't like this was something that was pretty serious. And it's not something that was just taken lightly by either one of them, especially for something uh, lasting for seven years to end the way that it is right now it's not the best um publicly i don't know it could have been worse it could have been a worse divorce like she could have just came out you know just cussing kanye out or whatever kanye hasn't spoke yet when kanye has something to sell he'll probably speak on it but um yeah this whole thing is just kind of weird i don't know if it's sad because like i dead when i heard somewhere that it was like a happy marriage never been divorced so um i guess for both of them it, it just means more brighter pastures or greener pastures i don't know i, I don't know what the quote is anyways i think that they're just going to be happy going their separate ways and obviously this is the long time in the making because they both make a lot of money and divorce and that type of like prenup and all that like do they even have a have a like the Kanye have a prenup the Kim have a prenup who would have to like who which which like it, it was it's gonna be a lot for them to figure this out <laughs> so yeah that's that that's gonna be on their their side to to actually 
figure out how to divvy that up, which is why filing for divorces is something that's that's serious and not not for play. <laughs> how they say not for play play. <laughs> so yeah, the whole Kim Kardashian and Kanye West thing is definitely over. Um, I just covered it because you know hip hop culture really cares about Kanye. I really care about Kanye and Kanye's mental health after going through a divorce. If I had to guess, wouldn't be at its um, highest. Like, you know, wouldn't be at its healthiest. Like, it wouldn't be as healthy as it would if he was in a loving relationship that made him happy. So, obviously, this didn't make Kim Kardashian happy, happy as she filed for divorce. So, we'll see where this takes Kanye. Are we going to get a 909's Heartbreak album? Are we going to get an 808's Part 2? Mm, I'm thinking that we will get some type of music of him just venting and going, putting all his emotion into music because literally that's what artists do and that's how artists come up with some of the best music ever made. Like just the motivation and everything. Like it's a real thing why fans sometimes want artists to go through breakups. Not me, but just fans in general. Yeah, that's what I had to talk about with the Kim Kardashian and, the, and Kanye West divorce. Um, I tried to keep it like light because I don't really like talk about stuff like that. I feel like it's more messy of drama. But the way I wanted to go at it is I just want to touch on how artists are expected sometimes to go through tra traumatic experiences like that to give fans what they want. And that's like really emotional music that they can feel that the artists really put the all into which is sad but at the end of the day it definitely comes with being an artist fans want you to be very vulnerable in your music which is why drake is still one of the uh top artists in the game and to throw drake in there of course um <laughs> so yeah that's all i had to say about kim uh, kanye and kim kardashian click my link in my bio to let me know what do you think of the whole situation and do you think that they will ever just be friends after this or do you think it's just like over like they won't even speak on each other after this so yeah going getting into the overview and the overview of the pod we had the quote of the pod with takashi 69 versus little reese i talked about how that was very ignorant and the only thing that come out of this is to to show people that this is not the way to live life because look at how others are reacting to his behavior or how how trying to while trying to sell music and i'm talking about six nine then we got some music with rihanna basically wanted to talk about rihanna's 33rd birthday as she's one of the most polarizing figures in the hip-hop community hopefully she drops music but in my honest opinion i think that she is officially well unofficially retired then we get into gaming with mortal kombat the movie the movie um looks promising from the trailer the video game was definitely promising as it was the franchise's best launch in history and that it was performing outperforming expectations as they're putting years of content into this game I don't think we'll get another Mortal Kombat game or a new Mortal Kombat game in the near future, which is why I think this movie is coming out because they're trying different forms of media. Then we ended with pop culture, getting into Kim Kardashian and Kanye's divorce. 
basically just speaking. I spoke on how when you're Kanye West and make that much money, the mental space you have to go through to actually find out that a person is done with you. Like, I wonder what he did for this to happen. And what type of music are we going to get out of it? So, yeah. That's about it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link tree in my bio um, bio to access my social medias. And follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as this helps the show overall. Make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect. It's your boy Dreams from The Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted to turn your spare change into thousands of dollars? Well, that's where Acorns comes in. Acorns is a micro-investing platform that does the saving and investing for you. You simply link a credit or debit card, and after each purchase, Acorns will automatically round up the amount you spent to the nearest dollar. Then, it will take that change, no matter how small the amount, and funnel it into your investment portfolio that's tailor-made for you. There are no deposit or account minimums to maintain, no commission fees, and no penalties when withdrawing funds. Download the Acorns app on your mobile app store to start turning your spare change into generational wealth today.